Good morning, medics. Is it a good morning? I hope it's a good morning out there for you. Because uh yeah, it's it's a rough one, man. It's it's well what I'll say the upside to everything going on with the coronavirus right now is that there's zero traffic out there. It's those of us who actually have to go to a job still. We we go we have to leave our homes and, and go to work. Um it's nice, but it's really foggy out. I think it's Silent Hill, if you're a gamer. I was like, man, this is really Silent Hill out today. A lot less people on the road, fog everywhere. You hear radio static. <laughs> it's a thing. But I hope you're being safe because it's, man, it is changing. It feels like minute by minute right now. And I want to know what you're seeing in the streets as medics. Are you getting more calls or less calls to run? Are you dealing with more, uh, I think, I have the virus calls and, and, and that kind of thing? Or what are you seeing in the streets? I want to know. I got on an ambulance Friday. It was out there. So that was the day that President Trump uh, announced, the, declared it a national emergency, right? And so that morning, I get out and go into the truck, and not much is going on. Everything's still in place. Everything's going good. Uh, uh, hey, Aretha, uh, Medic Clinic in Newton. Yes. How's it going? I, you know, is it, is it flooding there? Not flooding literally, but with people. I mean, is it, are you seeing less calls, more calls? Same. You know, what's the, what's, what's the temperature there? What's the worry? Um, I'm going to talk about some stuff that happened with students, but basically, yeah, I got, as we progress through the day, picking up non-emergency patients and taking them from one facility to another, uh, we were getting stopped. Us, the medics, were getting stopped. We're getting our temperatures red and having gone out of the country and this and that and other. And I understand this is something we're going to do. And and as I was talking with the medics, they're like, oh, what do you think about the, the coronavirus and this and that? And I laid it out. So it's it's a socioeconomic problem. It's not a it's not a health problem. I mean, it can be by all means. I mean, we it can be it can be deadly. And the biggest problem is when the CDC doesn't know, the world trembles. And there's the CDC still working on it, right? Um, but it, it, it's newer. And the big, the other problem is, ten to fourteen days, you're you have no symptoms. You're a carrier. That's the problem. And and this whole temperature thing is like, okay, that's a late sign. But at least you know, do not come in here. You got a fever, you can't come in. They're like, well, I wonder what happens. Like, no, they would call the CDC, and we'd be on lockdown protocols if one of us had a fever. They'd lock out the three of us. That's right in third. They're walk block out the three of us and the patient, and we'd be quarantined immediately until they figured out what else to do. Um, but as as I went to that day, we saw then the announcement came, and we saw a tightening of everything. You know, um, nursing homes were putting up signs saying no visitors or pre screening. You know, screening visitors. Hospitals were stopping you at the door and screening. Um, as watching the world change almost literally minute by minute. It was it was crazy that way. Then then over the weekend, uh, we had a student who they, tra- they he was riding third as a student, and uh, they transported a patient with signs and symptoms of coronavirus. They reported, and in the and the CDC, the short versions, the CDC said y'all took appropriate precautions. Your exposure is very very low, but he was still concerned because he was staying with some people that were in the risk factor. So he canceled his clinicals and won't do them anymore until this clears up. We had, and then, so I I do conventions 
I had a convention coming up this weekend that I knew was iffy, but they were taking all precautions. And and here's the thing: as things were progressing, it, there was a there's a very quick tightening down of everything, right? And and that was something I didn't see coming. And so I have a, a conference coming up this weekend, and it went from here's an email going, we've gotten hospital grade sanitizer, we've got this plan to clean, to um, at some point the governor declaring a state of emergency, and and they started capping events. Uh, but before before they even capped the event, uh, the con came out and said, hey, we were actually changing our schedule to give the hotels more time to clean between stuff and afterwards, and and. You know, we're, we're doing, we're being socially responsible, but trying to have the convention. And then the 250 cap came in and that killed it, killed it instantly. And, um, then it became, I, uh, yesterday morning I was coming into work and listening to the radio. CDC says 50 people gatherings of 50 people or more should be discouraged, blah, blah, blah. And then by the afternoon it was 10, 10 people. And now you've got restaurants virtually closing down, just delivery and and uh, uh, drive through. You know, is all they're able to do up north. I was talking to my buddies up in Pennsylvania and up in the Washington D.C. area, and they're shutting down all non-essential stores, not not drive-through only, shutting it down. Liquor stores, which I think is an essential service, is they were shutting them down. Uh, the WalMarts and grocery stores were getting very limited hours. Um, and that was what I was thinking too is okay, you got Walmart. Employees alone at Walmart's more than 10. Uh, I disagree, Richard. I I disagree. I think the stocking up, the 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 going overboard uh of, of getting things is is possible panic. Uh I don't know about the whole locking it down to 10, but here's the thing. If you're not around people, you're not spreading this virus. And so far, what we've been told is the one thing we know about this virus is it easily spreads. It lives on surfaces for much longer than the standard flu. And they don't have a vaccine yet. They don't understand it fully yet. And when you see, I will tell you basic math. When you see it go, I, I, I'm going to make up a number. When you see in one week, you have 300 people who have the coronavirus. And then one week after that, there's 600. When you double numbers that quickly, that's that's something that has to be dealt with, and that's something that has to be stepped in front of. My concern is how little businesses are going to survive. You know how big businesses are going to survive. Air, the airline industry, uh, all these conventions. So I've already had two cancel on me. I had uh, Out Atlanticon was this weekend, and you know their big financial boost for a hotel. Well, that hotel lost everything. They lost the convention money. They lost the booking for people staying in the hotels. Other hotels lost money. The restaurants lost the money. Um, that hurt. Then there was another smaller con that was coming two weeks after that, and that hotel's losing that income. Um, and uh, uh, you know, you're you're starting to see, you know, well, those liquor stores, like I said, up north. I'm sure other stores, uh, non-essentials, like let's say Dick Sporting Goods, that's non-essential. And if the state of Georgia says shut it, shut it down, well, you're losing tons of money, and all those people are losing their income. And I know that the government has said they're going to do, you know, payrolls and whatever. And I heard on the news today, uh, just really briefly, so not even enough to understand it at all, but really briefly that there's going to be a uh, possibly even a trillion dollar 
package for for our industries. Where's that money going to come from? It's going to come from us, right? Ultimately, it's not like the government has savings set aside because they don't. It's going to get made up, and and this is an interesting time to live in. It's a little bit scary, a little bit different. Um, <laughs> I Nick and Aretha, he's here playing in the chat. It's funny, um, but we do our jobs right as EMTs. We're exposed. I, I did. I did appreciate the the medics that I talked to on Friday. You know, throughout the day, I appreciated their attitude and candor. Of they're not afraid. They're not worrying about it. Uh, we get exposed to so much stuff in this field all the time, whether you know it or not, you know. Um, and we we wash our hands. I've got, I got. I mean, I've got sanitizer right here on my desk, and uh, I got alcohol in the, <laughs> in the drawer if I need it. You know, it's like oh, we're gonna die. Might as well drink this bottle now. Uh, <laughs> um, It, it is, it, you know, non-essential people. Oh, so yeah, so then we lost clinical sites. That's what else happened this weekend was we had students show up to do clinicals on a Sunday, get put out on the street, and then an hour and a half, two hours into it, uh, bring them all home. All non-essential personnel are being cut. And it's to limit exposure and spread. It's really to limit spread. Um, as much as I'm out and about, I almost guarantee you I've been exposed to coronavirus. Have I had? I don't have a test. I haven't taken the test. I haven't been confirmed. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, Richard, you had an active TB on Friday last week. Exactly. And what did you do? You probably had a face mask on you, non-rebreather on them, or a face mask, depending on what was going on with the patient, I'm sure. And precautions. That's what you do. And EMS field... You can be exposed to TB, and fortunately, I mean, I've been exposed, but I've never had it uh, latch on, I guess, if it will, because I don't have to have the x-ray when I do my TB test. I can still do the skin test. But I've known plenty of medics who had an exposure, then now they used to get the x-ray. And and that's it, yeah, and, and the flu, I just want to talk sense. I want to talk calmness, you know. No conspiracy theories, no yelling back and forth at people. I've heard I've heard so many ignorant things in the public, and I just have to let it go because you can't educate everybody. And yeah, the flu can be worse. The the you know, there's so much other things that can be worse. It's the unknown, and it's the fact that it's flaring up harshly and fast right now, and that we can carry it. I mean, I, I who knows. We carry strep all the time, right, on our skin. It's when our immune system's weakened and we have an opening on the skin or whatever, then we get strep throat or, you know, those kind of things. I think strep, very, this is where my medicine gets a little hazy because there's variations on strep and, and I think one of them causes the cold, common cold. I don't know. But I know I'm more prone to getting sick when I'm tired. But the entire time I rode full time on an ambulance, rarely rarely if ever I got sick for years and years. I go to an office where they Lysol the crap out of everything, but they all had kids in school and the kids were bringing germs home to them and they'd come in sick. I got sick all the time. That's why I started taking airborne. Like it was Flintstone vitamins, man, <laughs> because 
it's like, holy crap, I'm getting sidelined. It feels like once a month with a, a cold that just gives me a fever and I need to stay in bed. What in the hell is going on? And that's what we figured out. I'm not at, I'm not exposed constantly to it. So when I am, and plus they're doing the extra cleaning. Now we decon the trucks, right? We did, but it's a controlled environment. Well, there's so many people in that environment. And you don't think about how unclean everything is, right? We don't get in the back of the truck and make our coffee and eat our lunch and sneeze and touch the bench and all that jazz. We're more conscious of I'll, I'll sneeze in my, my uniform and then if I'm even better, I'll I'll take alcohol wipes or sanitation of something, some kind, and clean it up right there. Um, uh, you know, so we're cleaning. Whereas in an office building, you know, people are you know, maybe sneezing or coughing, not Lysol on their desk, or you know, they'll Lysol their desk and then they'll go down and make coffee with their dirty hand. You know, germs are everywhere, right? So, uh, uh. Nathan says we've all been exposed to the coronavirus at some point. MRSA. Yeah, MRSA. MRSA scares me more in corona, but we understand MRSA. And that's what I want to keep bringing it back to is, one, we understand MRSA, the pathogen of it, the the uh, pathophysiology of it, uh, how to treat it you know, or how to control it or, you know, and where it happens, right? With the coronavirus, the issue is, in my understanding, that we just don't understand it. And again, it can be carried 10 to 14 days active. It can sit on this desk for however long active. And there's no way to curtail it yet. And honestly, I, I fully do believe, and, and this is what I said, and I'll leave it here. I won't go back to some of the chat, but this is what I said to the medics I worked with on Friday uh, was, okay, the company, the ambulance company I was on, there's active four to six people that day. Then they have some backups, right? Uh, so let's say 10 employees in that company get the flu all at once because it's all coronavirus, right? It all click, kicked in within a day or two of each other. Now this company can't run. Same here with the school. We have five of us, six of us in the office. I'm not going to count right now, but let's say six in the office and a few instructors, 10 people. That's not a huge number. And students come in and out constantly. And if they exposed us, and we all get it within, you know, it kicks in within a day or two of each other. The school is done. It is shut down because nobody can work. And that's the issue with the economy of this disease. And, I mean, we're seeing it now. And I, I, my mind's been relating it to the the controlled burns that the forestry does and the, the cycle of life that is on Earth of as forests and stuff grow up, it starts choking out life and stagnates. And then they either do a control burn or lightning strikes, burns things down, but other stuff stays, and new life comes in. And there's a cycle there. And I'm not relating it to humans here, although there obviously have been deaths and there may be more deaths. But then 103, according to internet, take that with a grain of salt, because I, I haven't verified it yet. But a 103-year-old woman survived corona. Yeah, lots of people were survived. This isn't a human culling. This is a socioeconomic change. The world. It's going to be different after this. You have tons of people telecommuting, teleworking, you know, uh, online working from home now. Traffic is so much better. I would dare to venture that accidents and car, you know, car wrecks, you know, are, are dropping significantly the last couple of days. I, I, I would say with less cars on the road, you're going to have less pollution in the air. 
you know, um, things are instantly changing. Now, it will come back to a certain point, but how many bars are going to go out of business? Because nobody can. You know, how many bars, St. Patrick's Day, which I guess is today? Is that, I, don't, I don't write that stuff on that board. Um, St. Pa- I know a lot, of, a lot of celebrations were going on this weekend, spring break, and they shut down the beaches in Florida. And, and they shut down, uh, obviously, you know, parties and whatnot. Um, how many of those are going to, but how many of those should survive? I mean, sometimes you need a hard paradigm shift in history to change to a better direction. You know, we get too comfortable. We get into the way of this is how it should be. And the reality is most of us in this school uh, could, well, even with the teaching, we can do everything from home. We can virtually teach. That's what Kennesaw State, University of Georgia, you name it, the colleges in Georgia are doing. And and not everybody wants to do it that way. And some people do learn better in person. I've I've been able to shift from if as long as there's somebody live on the other side, I feel like it's in person, not just online. But I do better. I love being in a live lecture versus a recorded lecture or even just reading a book. Back to the chat room here. Sherry says, my hat's off to you guys. I've always prayed for you all, but now I'm saying extra prayers now. Uh, Richard says, no, uh, no, that happens in front of the truck. <laughs> uh, yeah, the eating and the, the making your coffee and all that. No, you're right. You're right, Richard. And how many times, I, I've caught rookies doing this. How many times have you had your gloves on a call and you forget to take them off, you jump in that front seat and grab that steering wheel. And so when we clean after a call, it's, like it's not just the mat, the stretcher mat and the benches. We need to clean the front of the truck too. You know, the handles on the outside of the truck. And I, I saw a great meme. This is my favorite meme of all of this. It had the Black Plague, uh, the Spanish flu, and the coronavirus sitting in a bar. And the coronavirus is sitting there going, um, you know, my, my goal is really not to kill people. It's just to bring more awareness to public health. And the Spanish flu went, millennials. Uh, <laughs> but I thought it is bringing an awareness. Because the awareness is, the other fa- the other meme I liked was not to be a hipster, but I washed my hands before there was a plague. You know, uh, there is a, a lack of cleanliness in places. My wife, on Saturday, she was just kind of pissed that all her stuff was getting canceled. And the kids are, you know, she's not mad that the kids are home, but, you know, with school canceling, there's no sports, which they're big into. There's no um, extra programs like Reading Bowl and, you know, all this smart stuff that my kids do, too. Uh, there's just nothing. No police explorers, no nothing. And she's mad about it. And she goes, ooh, I wonder if Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, no. Chuck E. Cheese is a cesspool on a good day. You're not going there today because what do you think every other freaking family with nothing else to do is going to be doing? They're going to that and I like Chuck E. Cheese, but from a disease standpoint, that crap heap, you know? No, I, I mean, that's when I put my foot down. I was like, no, you're not doing that because you got to. And this is one, and I don't read any comments and anything back from you guys, but this is what I want to leave you with is it's the lack of caution that will get us killed. Scene safe, PPE, we take caution all the time. And well, yes, the news, who is a bunch of idiots, no matter what channel you watch it on, the news is drama and it's trying to scare people. It always has. It always has. 
Or at least for a very, very, you might go to Richard R. Murrow. Well, I could, I dare say if I go dig through old YouTube videos of Richard R. Murrow that he was trying to scare people in some, some way phrase things. So screw you, but don't listen to that. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it is. It is a, a breeding ground for outbreak monkeys. It, it is totally. I mean, those little kids, my kids, uh, I see them wipe their nose and go climb up the side. Like, no, no. Um, Carrie says our pre-K is still open, but I'm, I'm not sending my son. No. I mean, cause again, again, daycare centers are cesspool because everybody has different standards of cleanliness. And I'm sorry. I get it. You're a single mom. You're a single dad. Or you're a poor family or both of you have to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. So even if little Johnny has got the sniffles and should have stayed home, you got to go to work or you're not going to have a home anymore. So I get you're sending sick kids to daycare. That's a part of, unfortunately, the part of life. And we, these are all things that maybe we could talk about as this thing passes through, as we have time to do more talking because we're less distracted with driving to work and driving home and getting here and getting there. Um, caution is a good thing. Fear is a bad thing. Knowledge without understanding is a bad thing. And I think that's what we're working on right now the universal we is understanding what's going on, how to fix it. Just imagine this is the biggest outbreak in the last couple of decades, but a lot of us lived through SARS. We lived through the swine flu, that H1N1. We lived through the avian flu. Uh, uh, I want to say there was another one and it hit other countries harder, right? And instantly there's travel bans. And I know Asia was hit more hard by a lot of those things than we were. Um, but it, it hit uh, Zika, right? Ebola. Um, but fortunately, with those, we were able to very quickly figure it out. Figure, uh, excuse me, figure out the quarantine. Again, I'm using the universal we, right? We being the, the generic scientists and smart people, the CDCs of the world that are on top of it. We've lived through it. This too shall pass. This will get better. But let's use it for an opportunity to see how we can change things, how the world is maybe a little better right now. I'm telling you, man, less traffic on the road is a much safer place to be. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to leave there. Um, Metro says, yeah, I did hear that. Metro says, if we've been exposed, then we'll have to quarantine for two weeks. I said, you better put me up somewhere that happens uh, that happens because I'm exposing my family to it. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about that. So also, I've heard from a reliable source that Pete Canone said that, who who owns Metro, said that if you get quarantined, they'll pay you for those two weeks. You know, that's, that's, but how often, how long can it do that? I mean, we'll find out probably later today. Uh, that's what the news was saying, that possibly we'll know what the package is and how it's going to distribute later today. Um, but here's the thing. I've heard, again, everything's a heard thing right right now, that they're talking about doing a $1,000 check to everybody, like uh, Bush Jr. did to stimulate the economy. He did $1,800 if you're married or whatever it was. Uh, and as individuals, like, oh, that's great. That'll really help. But here's the thing. It doesn't help businesses. If Tom had to pay the entirety of payroll out of his pocket and he took his entire family's $1,000, right, if everybody got it, that that and put it back into the school. That's not going to touch the payroll. 
is that's barely going to put a dent in it. So, by individually, like, oh, this might help. Please remember, pay your bills. Take care of what you can take care of. I get it. If your company says, we're not sure if we're going to be able to pay you Friday, it's panic time because you got you don't know where your money's coming from. Caution is advised. But if you have the income, if you're working from home, if the money's still coming in, please pay your bills because the school is with students. If we don't have our students paid, the doors will shut. That's the bottom line. With with uh, 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 your power bill, you know they they generate so much power based on the grid, based on you know all the things that's going on, what the money's coming in, the people, and, and that costs money to do that. And if everybody starts going, well, I'm going to wait and not pay my power bill right now. I'm going to wait and not pay my mortgage. That exponentially multiplies the problem very quickly. Uh, Water and Electric and Comcast said they will not cut off overdue bills for two months. That's that's great. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that, Richard. That is great. But how long can they really sustain that? Because ultimately, you still have to pay it two months later. I don't know about penalties, but you're going to still have two months of paying. My Comcast bill is like 200 bucks, uh, somewhere in there. I gotta, I, actually, I got to call them and argue with them about it, too, because I'll have everyone who was internet, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but, you know, you, let's just call it 200 bucks for the bill. Well, if I go two months and don't pay it, that's $400. That means by the third month, I owe them $600. Or I have to come up with a payment plan. And, and a lot of people are going to have to come up with a payment plan because let's be real. In our field, we know this is true. How many people are smart with their money? Most of them aren't. Yeah, exactly, Richard. They're not, they got to be smart and not blow that $1,000 if you get the $1,000 and not, not go crazy. Oh, it's extra. No, it's not extra money. You owe people. And if you don't pay your bills, whether or not your stuff gets shut off, that company can go under. There's certain, there's shock, right? You get to a point in shock where you will not bring this patient back. They're going to die. There's nothing you can do. That happens in businesses, too. And that can happen. Our con- our economy will bounce back. As human beings throughout history, we have seen that we survive. We bounce back. The world changes. So I'm not so scared about the economy as I am about that business owner that did good business and now he's got nothing. I mean, I'm, I was kicking off a brand new business and it's based on conventions and already two of my clients have canceled. And my next one is not till July. And I'd like to think that July we're going to be clearing up. Uh, but my big ones in September, Dragon Con is my big convention in September. And there's people right now who believe that even then that's going to cancel. And I'm with some other people. It's like, if we're canceling events, if this lasts more than two weeks, two or three weeks, the way it is right now, like 10 people or less, we have much bigger problems. We're going to start to really feel the effects on the economy. And there's only so much the government can do. So one last thing I want to say. Uh, 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 yeah, Atlanta Comic Con is one of my clients. And I'm supposed to be working with them in July. Uh, I'm doing that in Tampa Bay Comic Con, which is the same company where i'm working they're one of my clients and i'm hoping that they will not cancel but you know if the government says you got to you got to or if the people decide they're not going to fly because they're afraid you got to 
Uh, two will pass. But Richard, to your point of to your point of being put out, I was like, you know what will help out the economy? Some government is quarantine people in hotels and nice three star or higher hotels. It'll help the hotel out because you know, the government will pay for it, and it'll give us a reason. Oh, I can I can be quarantined for two weeks. This is a nice, that's a nice change of pace. You know, you got a big full kitchen. You know that this kind of things. You use use. Uh, I know you said that Corona. Emory has a Corona ward in the ICU. Corona ward, a hotel floor, man, um, because they're going to be hurting. I'm telling you, especially the four or five star hotels, they're going to be hurting big time right now with everything is the um the college basketball was that uh is it NAACP is that college basketball I don't do sports ball but that that was coming to Atlanta and for a while they're talking about just doing games without um an audience now they've they've suspended the NBA they've suspended uh, hockey uh, uh, baseball's been pushed back I'm sure they're suspended the college ball because all the colleges are shutting down and now, I would dare say billions with a B. I know it's hundreds of millions at least that that one series of events was going to bring into Atlanta. Tax-wise, business-wise, gone. We as medics will always have a job. But will we run when there's no pay? Some people will, but at some point you can't get supplies. Can't get gas, or maybe this world will turn into a barter system again, and maybe we'll just be just fine. Who knows? Um, you're right, you're right, Richard. If it truly started in Wuhan from a black market food, then what's to say this won't happen again? That goes down to humans do what they got to do and do what they think they want to do. Um, we have to be careful, borders are shutting down.